Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Hands Down DFS NFL podcast. This is our first look podcast, as we do every week, where we're going to be taking a first look at the week seven NFL slate. And before we do that, recapping how we did in week six. Um, Scotty, here with me as always. Scotty, how, how was your week six? You know, week six was a crazy week, man. I was up in Tennessee. Um, we're, we are both in Florida originally, so I wasn't able to do as much research as I wanted. Um, we were just on a little bit of a family vacation. There's actually a wedding this weekend, but you know what? We got came out uh, broke even, and when you have a week like that, um, you kind of you're happy with that. You're happy to break even. Yeah. Hey, when when you're not able to do full research and breaking even, meanwhile I'm sitting here, you know, head in the books, and I come out negative. That's that's a good week. So, um, it, as we've been starting off recently, starting off our recaps, we're doing our new segment, the Told Ya and I'm Sorry segment, where we're looking back at our week six picks, our final picks that we post on handsdowndfs.com. And uh, either, you know, saying, told you guys, this is who was going to go off and they did, or apologizing for the picks that we made and who didn't pan out. Um, before we get into that, we're going to talk about Optimal DFS, of course, who uh, have just been money lately. Uh, they're an iOS optimizer, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, any any NFL slate they have an optimizer for. They have two sets of projections, or you can just choose one and kind of like tinker with them to create your own, which is I, what I like to do. If I like want to go heavy on a certain player, I'll kind of bump them up a few points and run the optimizer, see how it pans out. And but yeah, they've been they've been great. Called out uh, Anthony Fersker in week six somehow i don't know how you call that out but he went off and so props to them check them out we'll have a we'll have a link in the description of this podcast um scotty for sure it was their it was their lineup that uh let me break even so in a cash game so yeah thank you optimal great stuff yeah scotty well i'll let you start off with the qbs of the told you i'm sorry for week six and you said it was a Kirk Cousins kind of It was of a Kirk Cousins kind of week, baby. You like that? Come on. And just a little spoiler for this uh, upcoming week. It is going to be a Matthew Stafford kind of week. Uh, if you want to know what kind of week it is, just go look at a Falcon schedule uh, nearest to you. And that's how you know what kind of week it is. <laughs> so I'm assuming that would be your told you. And yeah, Kirk Cousins, good game, almost 30 DK points. Definitely played out. Uh who, who was your I'm sorry for the QBs? Do I have to talk about it? Yes, you do. It's part of the segment. Well, man, at the beginning of the week, I said Deshaun Watson was going to be the best top-tier quarterback, and look at that. Right at the top, he's 35 DK points. But in the final picks, for some reason, I switched from Deshaun Watson to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, as you guys know, was absolutely buns uh, this week, uh, Joe Flacco actually did better than Aaron Rodgers this week. If that tells of you course. anything, I mean, Joe Flacco is elite. Yeah, Joe Flacco is elite. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Did you, did you um, just say he's like now 20th all time in passing yards or something like that? Passing Johnny Unitas or like that's stupid. That shouldn't be a thing. But yeah, so I'm sorry, guys. I should have just stuck with my gut. Hopefully, you guys only read the first article, not the second one. Um, but yeah, sorry about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, for, for me, see, I was in the opposite boat as you. I said it's going to be a Matt Stafford kind of week, and I went real heavy on Matt Stafford. He was my favorite quarterback. I liked this whole Lions offense except the run game and played probably played a lot of Stafford, played a lot of Hawkinson, played a lot of Galladay, Jones Jr., um, 
played maybe a share or two of Amendola, but hey, they did not do great. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, who did do great? Their running backs, Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift, had huge games. Um, yeah, Swift had a monster so, game. Yeah, if you listen to me talking about the Lions and hyping them up all week, I'm sorry, because that was obviously not the right play. Um, I, I did really like Ryan Tannehill. He's my told you so. Um, he, I mean, that Tennessee team is pretty dang good. They, they're, they look incredible. Tannehill, 33 and a half points. I mean, he, he, he looked good out there. The pass master. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what this week after uh, losing uh, Taylor Lewan uh, and going up against that Steelers defense, we're going to learn a lot about both the Steelers and the Titans this week. And I'm excited about that game. That'll be an exciting game. Um, For my running backs, uh, this was the same scenario that you had for QBs. My original pick, I I was said I was a toss up between Henry and Madison. This for hurt. Who I, wanted I looked to at, I looked at this. This hurt. This it hurts me just talking about it. And I liked Henry at the beginning of the week, but then I kind of was playing through the scenarios in my mind, and I was like, "Come on, there's a much much better chance that the Vikings get up big than uh, the Titans getting up big." So I, you know, I'm gonna switch my pick. I'm gonna pivot over from Henry to Madison, and. Um, I don't know if you, you know you guys saw, but Henry had 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns. He had 200 yards. That's unbelievable. That's just that's stupid. 200 yards rushing yeah. is stupid. And then we won't even talk about Madison, who you have to scroll way down the list for to find him at a solid four DK points. Yeah, so no, I'm no. sorry if you read my final picks and you went Madison because um, that hurt. Uh, I, I guess my told you for running backs wasn't wasn't a big told you but miles gaskin he came in like 25 percent known so but he you know that jets team is just flat out bad and even even gaskin who's you know he, he's an athletic guy but he's not he's not like a top tier nfl running back he was able to put up almost 17 dk points on on the jets and really didn't even get like the full workload that he could have gotten so that, that was a solid play how about you yeah um for me my told you i mean it was Lindsay. i mean i think everybody kind of saw that coming it wasn't like a crazy like oh my gosh phil Lindsay did good like that when your starting running back gets uh a dui late into the uh week obviously the backup's gonna have a pretty good game um and then but my i'm sorry is aaron jones aaron jones had 13 points it was a decent game but just the fact that he wasn't derrick henry is the reason why i have to say i'm sorry um yeah because if you paid up for a running back and their name wasn't uh, Derrick Henry, then it's a tough time for you. It was crazy. Yeah. The three running backs that I picked uh, were Philip Lindsay, Aaron Jones, and David Montgomery. They came at 13.1, 13.1, 13.7. So. You, you know how to pick a good, a good, uh, a good floor, I guess. <laughs> they were all just right there in that weird little bubble. So, um, But, yeah, that was my whatever. But – I like going into wide receivers because obviously it was a Kirk Cousins kind of week and I was able to uh, call out. I said, you know what? Justin Jefferson, that man, he's going to do it. Sure enough, what do he do? It. He did it. And he got, <laughs> he did uh, it. He did, he got 42.6 uh, DK points. That was a huge game. Unfortunately, Adam Thielen was my other pick uh, for my kind of pay up and he did it necessarily come through in the way I mean he still had 14 points but he wasn't um cooking in the same way some of those other 
uh, wide receivers were. But um, it was really like if you're looking at the top of the list, I mean, you see Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones, um, but then you also see guys like Will Fuller, Keenan Cole, T. Higgins, Travis, Travis Fulgham had another good game, yeah, Adam yeah. Humphreys. Like it was a lot of those middle tier guys that uh, ended up doing good, not necessarily those guys at the top of the leaderboard or top of the price charts that you were used to. Yeah, so kind of same thing for running backs. Like, I mean, it was kind I mean, of fair. Yeah, Henry. Ronald, yeah, obviously Henry, but Ronald Jones, Gaskin, like J.D. McKissick, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I stuck out some names up that list that you're not used to seeing, so it was an interesting sure. week. Um, my receivers, I mean, I didn't really tell you about anyone. My receivers were bad this week. Um, Kenny Galladay was, I guess, my pick in my uh, at handsdowndfs.com that had the most points at 17 and a half. And, you know, I guess he's just shown that that might be where he lives because in his three games back, he's gone 17.7, 16.2, 17.5. This is, a Kenny a Galladay, this is a Kenny Galladay kind of week, everybody, that just we're all on the same page. Okay. I, I'll i trust you. I mean, I mean, they are playing the Falcons, who – You were just a week early them. on them. I mean, but I, I thought – I figured – Man, that Jacksonville pass defense is bad. It turns out that's not the case. Their whole defense is just bad. So, um, yeah, they got that run game, got way more involved. Galladay kind of got limited. But um, my I'm sorry, uh, Allen Robinson is who I really, really like, not because I thought he had a great matchup, but I thought you were going to get a lot of leverage on him because um, I thought uh, David Montgomery was going to come in very chalky. People were going to go in on him. And you get a guy at Allen Robinson's skill level at almost 5% owned. Um, if he had a big game, it would have been huge for my, my lineups. But unfortunately, 10 points, not going to cut it for a $7,000 player. So I'm sorry if you played him. But on the tight end, this is this was a play I really like. Trey Burton. Um, Trey Burton killed it. I think, yeah, I think he was uh, 3,500, 3,100. One of those two. 3,100. 30. Yeah, so 3,100, 21.9 DK points. Um, I I liked him before Mo Alley Cox was ruled out, but as he was ruled out, I just hammered Trey Burn. He was way too cheap for, you know, going to be playing. Uh, I I don't know what a snap count ended at, but the majority of the offensive snaps and running the most routes of the, their tight end. So really glad that I went Trey Burn. Um, my other two tight end picks sucked. Eric Ebron, John Smith. I played Eric Ebron in cash. I missed the cash line by one point. Um, if I could have gotten Eric Ebron to not have 2.9 points or Madison to not have four points, um, that would have been nice. So I'm sorry if you played Eric Ebron because I really liked him. Yeah, that's brutal hearing you talk about your cash lineup. That was, that was tough this weekend, kind of keeping up with that. Um, for me, Irv Smith, um, I – Came in, I really liked him at the minimum price, and he came in at, uh, let's see, where are we at? The eighth highest tight end. So, I mean, if you get the eighth highest, eighth highest, highest tight end um, at the minimum price, you got to love that with uh, almost 12 DK points. And then uh, for my I'm sorry, guys, oh, gosh, I hate this. I feel like this is an every week thing. Like, I feel like this is a reoccurring theme on this show is one of us saying I'm our I'm sorry is Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Um, it's just we we're we're addicts. We need help. Uh, it's just we're in phase one right now of recovery. We we understand that we have a problem, and we are just Evan Ingram uh, addicts. And unfortunately, he is continuing 
to just not uh, do it for us. Did Daniel Jones throw a touchdown this week? He did throw a touchdown. Oh, let's go. Uh, Darius Call Slayton, that. I think. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. he's on the board. Um, yeah, he Evan was going Ingram. four weeks without one. I'm, I'm looking right now. He's not He's not on the main slate, so we might, be, uh, might be off the hook this week. Or, but if he was, we would be playing him. Yeah, Who knows? COVID could happen. He might be on. Um, yeah, that, that's that's our recap. Uh, don't really need to touch on defenses. I played the Dolphins. They were good, but defenses, eh, you're just punt there. Um, so overall, average week, I guess, for me, a little bit below average. For you, a little bit above average. So came in right around average. Looking forward to a week seven and, uh, you know, looking forward to Scotty's call at Matt Stafford. So we'll, we'll, we'll jump right into this quarterback slate. Our first look. Uh, finally, we got some names back that we were missing last week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was the second highest guy last week, and now he's down at fifth or sixth. Fifth. Um, we got Russell Wilson back. We got Josh Allen back. We got Patty Mahomes, Kyler Murray. These are some names I love seeing. These are the guys that can just sling the ball, but also bring that rushing upside. And, you know, they're guys that you want to pay up for in this high 7K range. Uh, who, who's in the best position to succeed here in week seven? I think, man, it's tough because I want to say it's Kyler Murray because the Seattle defense is looking very bad this year. Um, they're actually 32nd against quarterbacks this year um, as far as giving up DK points goes. And it's just, it's just looking like Kyler Murray should be that guy. But um, as we're doing this Monday Night Football is going on, it seems like he's kind of just out of sync a little bit um, with his wide receivers. He's been prone to turn over the ball. I mean, he's averaging 27. 0.9 DK points per game, so it's not like he's like throwing duds. Um, but um, I don't know. I feel like if um, you know what? No, actually, let's just go with Kyle Murray. So we're gonna okay. Kyle Murray. That's good because I, I want to. I just talked, I just talked myself into it. Yeah, I I'm, I'll I'll back you up here. I love love Kyler Murray. He went down in price. He's, I mean, he's shown that his. I mean, his rushing ability, but also his throwing ability. He has like a safe floor of 25 DK points, even when he's having, you know, a, kind of like a mad game as he did last week against the Jets. I mean, he threw for 380. I, I shouldn't use the Jets because it's the Jets. Let me skip down to the Panthers. So he only threw for 133 yards, but had three touchdowns, also ran for 78 yards, 24 DK points. They lost by 10. It wasn't a great game for Kyler Murray. It wasn't a great game for the Cardinals, but he still put up, you know, a number that you're fine you're fine paying 7k for uh 24 dk points that's a safe that's a safe floor um you know he has the ceiling especially against seattle who as you mentioned secondary isn't as you know as we expect the seattle secondary to be so they what's jamal I mean, they, they can have the points do we know what, jamal what is status? yeah that is a good question um it's pretty sore um yeah He's trying to get massive uh, treatments just online. Well, yeah, it just, I mean, he hasn't been playing. And so if he does play um, next week, I think that def- that secondary does get better. But um, as long as he's out, yeah, I, I really like Kyler Murray. But no, it's tough looking at him because he hasn't been as good of a football player as we would hope for him to be. But he's been a great DraftKings player. And I think that's why yeah, at absolutely. first I was a little hesitant on him. Yeah, he, he's just, I mean, he's become this year for me just a 
a DFS staple. I mean, he, I love playing this guy. Um, yeah. A guy a couple spots down that you unfortunately pivot off of this week, but Deshaun Watson, 6,800. He, uh, he also came down in price 200 bucks and is going against Green Bay who has, you know, that number five against QB, but we just saw what, uh, Tampa Bay did to Green Bay. And I know it wasn't all through the air. Ronald Jones had a great game on the ground, but th- this, I, I mean, I don't think this is a spot where you worry about Deshaun Watson. Houston might lose. Houston will probably lose this game. They're not looking good, but Deshaun Watson can still put up points in a loss as we just mentioned Kyler Murray can. He doesn't need to have a four touchdown game to pay off his salary. He just needs to, I mean, he's thrown for 300 yards in three straight games. If he does that again, gets that bonus, adds a couple of touchdowns, maybe it, you know, takes off, scrambles a couple of times, picks up two or three points on the ground. He's having a decent game at, at this price. So I, I like Deshaun Watson here too. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think like I've been saying, Matthew Stafford is going to be one of the final guys I want to touch on just because this Atlanta defense, man, has been giving up some points uh, to <clears throat> to opposing uh, quarterbacks this year. And we even saw with Kirk Cousins where the game didn't necessarily look like it was going to be that great uh, for Kirk Cousins at the beginning of the game. They, they, I think they pitched a shutout for at least the first quarter, maybe even the second half or the first half. Um, but then all of a sudden Kirk Cousins was able to kind of get the ball moving when uh, the Falcons could kind of give up some air, air yards. Um, and so I think Stafford is in a place where – the Detroit defense isn't necessarily great, so I can see Atlanta getting an, uh, ahead early again, and then you see Stafford kind of having to throw the ball more often because we saw that Detroit liked to run the ball last week, but if they're behind, I don't think they'll have that same luxury uh, this week. Um, this is just our, again, our first look. We'll get into more detail in our articles. Uh, before we move over to running backs, let's just look at these, these value quarterbacks. Um, the, the guy that's kind of stands out to me and it's going to be a, you know, I'm going to say anything people are, will think I'm crazy, but Kyle Allen at 5,200, we know Dallas has a bad defense and with like, without Dak, um, I, as Scotty mentioned earlier, this Dallas Arizona game is going on as we speak. And uh, Andy Dalton just does not look good. good. He does not look comfortable back there. Um, they're very prone to turnovers right now. It can give uh, Washington a very short field. And, you know, it's those divisional games that upsets happen all the time. Kyle Allen had a, you know, a pretty solid week against, uh, against the Giants, 18 DK points at less than 1% ownership. If you're getting him at less than 1% ownership again against a bad defense, um, I might be willing to take a shot on him. Yeah, I that's great like his value range. Um, I think – when you're looking at it, maybe Joe Burrow against Cleveland. Uh, the Steelers just put the put the Browns in the dirt. Um, and if Burrow, uh, we saw last time that these two teams played, uh, Burrow was able to throw the ball for 60 times and he had 28 uh, DK points. So um, I think if he's able to replicate even close to that uh, performance like he did uh, one of his first weeks in the NFL, I think Burrow could be a great play at 5,500. Yeah, that could work too. Um, we'll we'll jump over to running backs now. 
uh, we finally, as in quarterback, we're, we're getting some Kamara and Elliott backs to some two guys on the main slate that are big names, big points, high ceilings, high floors. Then you got Derek Henry coming off a, fresh off a 200-yard, two-touchdown game going against your Steelers. I'm curious what you think about that one. Do you think – I mean, it's hard to say Henry will have that good of a game against anyone the rest of the year, but do you think Henry can, can like continue this momentum into one of the better run defenses they face this year? Ben Roethlisberger had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley when we played them. That's all I'm going to say. Saquon Barkley has me playing offensive line, though. I don't know, man. Uh, no, I mean, kind of more seriously, I mean, I do think Henry's not going to have as good of a game uh, as he did last week. I mean, I don't, no matter who he's playing against, I don't think that was the case. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those games where he doesn't necessarily get all the yards, um, but he does – uh, he'll be kind of touchdown dependent in my mind. If he, if the Tennessee Titans get in the red zone, uh, get on the goal line, then maybe that's where Henry will make his points. But I don't think he's going to be gashed in the uh, Steelers defensive line for a bunch of yards. I think the only issue uh, that I could see um, for the Steelers uh, defense is that we just lost Devin Bush for this season, uh, our inside linebacker. Who's but he's been more of our pass coverage guy and less of the run stuffer. That's been Vince Williams. So. Um, that could be an issue, but again, he doesn't really play too, too much of a role in the uh, running game compared to Vince Williams. So I think, uh, I think there's going to be better spots, specifically Alvin Kamara uh, this week and that higher. Kamara's in a smash spot, but we, we saw him in that smash spot a couple weeks ago and he did pay off. But let me give you a scenario. So Henry, good price bump after, you know, after that monster week, 200 bucks going against the second-ranked defense against the Rush. Um, say he's coming in, you know, Saturday, Sunday morning, you're, you're looking at projections. He's coming in like 5% owned, somewhere around that number, somewhere where, you know, James Conner came in around 5% owned last week. Do, do you think you take the chance on him at that point, it, you know, seeing he's that low owned for a player that sees that volume of rushing attempts? So, so we're saying who for what percent ownage? If Henry comes in around 5%, are you no. – like, is that a spot you want to attack? That's – I mean, GPP, yes, cash lineup, yeah, no. Um, and I think that's what we're kind of aiming at there. Uh, so, yeah, in a GPP, I mean, throw a couple lineups, throw Henry in a couple, but um, I wouldn't have him be the staple of my lineups. Okay. So, I, you know, you touched on Kamara against Carolina and that bad rushing defense. He's in a good spot. Uh, does Latavius Murray scare you off of him at all? You know, Latavius Murray is an interesting spot because like a couple weeks ago, um, I called Chase Edmonds having a better game than Kenyon Drake. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a different deal. But, I mean, if you can get somebody who's going to have that crazy upside, Latavius Murray at 4,800, I think that's worth a shot. Um, maybe it's a place where you know that Carolina is going to give up a ton of rushing yards to the uh, New Orleans team or New Orleans running back. So maybe you just play both and just kind of be okay with the total, the sum total of the rushing yards that they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think it definitely in a GPP spot. Um, I probably wouldn't trust it in a cash spot, but in a GPP spot, I would, I would definitely have a lot of ownership on Latavius Murray because we've yeah. seen him play spoiler before. Right. And, and yeah, that's what I wanted to get up at 4,800. Um, you know, 
the Saints should, well, I don't know. I would say they should, theoretically on paper, they should pull away in this game. Um, they've got the better players, but that this Carolina team is resilient. And so I don't know. But, yeah, they should be – it should be a pounding ground game. Drew Brees can't throw the ball more than seven yards. So, granted, a lot of those go to Kamara. So, that kind of makes me like him. But, yeah, I mean, I the reason I'm bringing that up is because I think Latavius Murray is a good pun option – not pun, but value option this week in running back, I think. You know, we, we've seen him get around 10 touches a week. And if he gets that again – against this bad defense, he could be in store for another 50-yard game, maybe get a touchdown, hopefully, to bring you that uh, touchdown high ceiling that you need in a GPP lineup. So I do kind of like Latavius Murray as value. Um, how about at 5,400, DeAndre Swift coming off a two-touchdown 100-yard game? He got bumped up almost 1000 bucks. You know, it's and tough to get the Atlanta team that we like to attack. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've been attacking them mostly in the air game than the rushing game. Um, let's see. But last week we saw that it's just not a safe spot because if, if Atlanta gets hot early on the offensive side and if Julio Jones is looking as good as he did last week, and if Julio Jones looks that good, then the entire offense looks that good, um, then – you're going to get an Alexander Madison kind of game where they never have to run the ball and you get 4.4 points on your running back. And it's kind of sad, but if that offense uh, looks kind of inept, like they have a couple of weeks ago um, and their defense can't stop anybody. So then all of a sudden uh, Detroit is leaning on their running backs again. And Deandre Swift is going to get 25 rushing yards. So it's, it's very game script dependent for Swift. Um, and there is a scenario where it is a good game script for him. But, um, yeah, so it's not like something where it's like, no matter what happens, I love DeAndre Swift, play him, play him, play him, play him. Um, but if you see that game kind of getting to a point where Detroit gets out early and um, then they just have to kind of milk the clock out for the rest of the game, then, yeah, go Swift. And I think he can do great things for you in your lineups. But if you don't think that's going to be the game script, then I'd say stay away from him and go down to guys like uh, Latavius Murray, guys, um, Antonio Gibson against Gap. What? Sorry, Kenyon Drake's down there. I mean, he exactly. hasn't been well. He hasn't been good this year, but at sub five k, you know. Yeah, he had fun. a rushing touchdown. At least one rushing touchdown so far on Monday night. So, um, yeah, they're trying to get him more yeah. involved. So maybe it's. Uh, It'll be interesting how Swift and Peterson split carries because Peterson looked looked solid out there also. So that's crazy that it's twenty twenty and we're still talking about Adrian Peterson. Like he's yeah he stands the test of time. That's for sure. Um, uh, any other running backs that kind of stand out to you? I knew we kind of went briefly through them. We kind of skipped over this mid-range. So looking at uh, James Conner, Mike Davis, Chris Carson, any of those guys are calling your name? You know, Conner, I mean, Conner is coming off of a good game. He had 20 DK points. Uh, he was able to get to the 100 yards just barely at 101. Um, but if the Steelers can get David DeCastro back, then I love Connor a lot more. Um, if they don't, then this uh, defensive line for the uh, for the Titans, I mean, they're, they're 22nd against opposing running backs, but I think they're better than that stat shows. Um, and I think that the um, Steelers will try to kind of use like a mix of plays to like, if you watch Steelers games, it's not necessarily, oh, Connor just runs it up the middle all the time. Like it's, Chase Claypool coming around uh, 
the outside on a jet sweep or it's like they, they're very gimmicky they throw a lot of screens yeah. uh, and so that's what when you have an offense like that it's tough to kind of trust a running back in that offense I think he could be solid but I don't think he's gonna necessarily be great um but I think Todd Gurley is gonna be a spot where it's again kind of in that DeAndre Swift game script area I mean uh Detroit's defense against the run isn't great. They're 29th against opposing running backs at 6,000. If Atlanta gets ahead again and uh, they're looking good and they start to be able to feed uh, Gurley the ball, then all of a sudden you have a whole entire second half where Gurley's the only Falcon player touching the ball, and you got to love that idea. Uh, right. But then again, that's just kind of game scripts based. Yeah, and you mentioned Connor having a big game against Cleveland, and I wanted – one of my favorite plays, at least at this first look, I'm looking at Joe Mixon at 6,300, and he's been heavily involved in uh, the Cincy offense. You know, in the past past three weeks, he's gotten almost 70 touches on the ground and also uh, has been targeted, quick math, uh, 17 times. So he's yeah, definitely being involved, and in, he's going against uh, – Going against a Cleveland team that's been susceptible to giving up points to the running back. So I think Joe Mixon's a good play. Yeah, as long as he's uh, – he has a questionable tag on him now, but it's still early in the week. Right. So I think yeah, he, he should be good. Yeah, he came out but went back in. So I think he should be good. Uh, cool. We'll move on receivers. But real quick before we do, I just want to shout out that handsdowndfs.com. We've been putting up, you know, articles for not only the main slate, but most of the primetime showdown slates. And I just want to shout out Scotty real quick, who this week said play – play Christian Kirk over DeAndre Hopkins in this showdown lineup that's going on right now. Hey, Kirk just caught his second touchdown. Good good call. Uh, first off, wasn't just his second touchdown. It was an 80-yard touchdown. Yeah, 80 yards. Big boy touchdown. So, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Kirk Cousins – or not Kirk Cousins. I'm all over Kirk Cousins. Uh, Christian Kirk has been playing great um, tonight. I knew Dallas' defense – can't stop anything but they were going to try to at least stop uh hopkins and so that's where a lot of free points opens up for Kirk. so let's start there he's 4900 you know obviously before before this game finished DraftKings really surprising so he's 4900 still sub 5k still kind of like a value play going against a seattle secondary who's you know almost just as bad as dallas i like him gotta like him i think if jamal this is Hmm. I want to be careful with how I say this because this could be a terrible take. If Jamal Adams is back in for Seattle, I like Kirk more. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to go with that because because if he if Jamal Adams is back in, then I can see him like Jamal Adams kind of covering shading over the top for Hopkins, uh, and when a lot of the double teams on Hopkins are going to be uh, with. Uh, Jamal Adams kind of being over him uh, with, our, with maybe Shaquille uh, Griffin or whoever it is that uh, they decided to pair up on Hopkins. And then that, I think, is going to open up more stuff for Christian Kirk. Um, and so, yeah, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that take. If Jamal Adams is playing, play Christian Kirk and, and don't even touch DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. There you go. And DeAndre Hopkins comes in as the number one priced receiver. And number three, we get last year's DFS hero, Michael Thomas, who, you know, had to leave week one doing an ankle injury, was due back for week six, punched a guy in practice, 
now <laughs> now he's coming back week seven and it looks like that right hook that he threw cut $1,400 off his salary. So do you like Michael Thomas in his first game basically this year? It's wild to look and see that he, Michael Thomas, we're looking at our week seven first look and it is, he has 4.7 DK points per game. Like that's just great. I mean, I know he hasn't been, he only played the first game, but yeah. it's just like weird to see like 23 DK points per game, 21 DK points. And then like the third highest wide receiver only has four DK points per game. But, um, but no, yeah, I love Michael Thomas. That offense has been kind of sad without um, Thomas. I mean, it's been pretty much the give it to the running backs and let them try to make somebody miss. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders had a pretty decent game a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, they've definitely missed Michael Thomas. You're going to love having him back. Uh, Carolina's pretty solid against the um, passing game. I think that's more so because teams have just ran it against them uh, than actually them being a good pass defense and Michael Thomas is the kind of guy who uh, he's going to try to make a statement with his first game back. And uh, yeah, I, I want, I want a piece of that statement this week. Yeah. Um, you, you said it's a Matt Stafford kind of week. So I'm sure a guy that you're going to like this week is Kenny Galladay. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to think sad that. Go ahead. Go for it. Oh, uh, I was just saying, I'm, I'm kind of sad that I bid on him early um, or more, more of like DraftKings. I, I guess corrected their pricing because he was severely underpriced before he was coming in at the, in the low 6,000 range for a guy that, you know, now we've seen, he has three straight games of catching the ball. I mean, he only caught it four times the past two games, but is getting, get, getting those yards in there. hundred yard game last week. Um, they bumped him up to 6,700, made him a bit more difficult to play, but he's clearly the, best pass catcher on this team. Marvin Jones Jr. wasn't even a part of that game uh, last week. So got to like all day this week against Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. And the only, the only issue I have is the fact that Justin Jefferson played better than Adam Thielen, but I, that's just like, Oh, then will Marvin Jones play better than Galladay? Like is, can you transitive property use that over? But I don't think that's going to be a case. I think Kenny Galladay is too no. big, too much of a monster. Um, Cause the way Thielen, Galladay play are very different um and so yeah I, I definitely love uh Galladay that spot I think you're a great great job bringing that up yeah and then uh I'm interested in these Dallas receivers who I mean they're playing right now they're not doing too good and now I, I seeing these guys at 6,900 and 6,500 they're I mean they seem way too high priced to me so I, to me that just First look, that's I'm I'm fading that, especially against Washington, who I would hope Dallas can. I mean, I know I mentioned Kyle Allen, maybe Washington can upset him, but I would hope Dallas can kind of give the ball and let Zeke run away with the game. They, you know, Andy Dalton's not going to have to throw the ball thirty times. He's going to probably keep it into the low twenties. So these Dallas wide receivers are way too overpriced. It was really interesting looking at the pricing for this because the pricing for um, the showdown slate. Uh, Cooper was actually less expensive than CeeDee Lamb. So it's interesting that they would yeah. uh, price that kind of different than the main slate yeah. for this. Uh, but no, yeah, I definitely agree that I don't like any of these guys. Um, and I know uh, the Washington football team has a solid defensive line. Uh, now that they have Chase Young back, so maybe Zeke is going to have some troubles. I mean, I know he's already had two fumbles in the Monday night game tonight, and he's not looking great either. But um, And they also lost Zach Martin. Uh, their uh, right guard to a 
possible uh, concussion, probably has a concussion at this point. Um, and so you don't know uh, the, how that offensive line is going to look like. They could potentially have five different guys starting than they were hoping for at the beginning of the season. So that could that could just be a bad game for um, the Cowboys' offense, and we'll get to that when we're talking about defenses. Yeah, and I yeah, a, it kind of makes me is it, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what to do with Zeke because he didn't look good this game so far, and but at the same time, Dalton shouldn't have the ball in his hands more than he needs to, so it should be a big Zeke game against a bad Washington team, but. Dallas might be without Dak. Might just be, I don't know. They're better than Washington, but they just they might not be a good team anymore. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be one of those weeks where I'm just gonna pass on Zeke, and if he if he bites me in the butt because of it, then I just kind of gotta live with it. But I mean, the injuries are a big deal, and yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna kind of that's my just personal take on it. Well, we talked about we like Alvin Kamara. We like Michael Thomas. I just curious in your opinion, what, what do you think about Carolina just in general as a as a team in DFS? Like, do you think they're capable of putting up productive fantasy days against New Orleans, who has kind of you know been open to you know getting points scored on them? Yeah, I mean Teddy Bridgewater's looked really good. He's looked pretty strong um, in the games that he's played. Um, and he's been starting. Uh, the I feel like the Saints defense should be better than they actually are. Like they have, they still have Marshall Lattimore. They still have um, just like that, just a couple of guys that like. I'm trying. What's their linebacker's name? Davis, something Davis, Demario Davis, um, Janoris Jenkins. I think he's going to be the big thing, big deal if he's still out. Um, then I kind of then I like uh, the wide receivers for the Panthers more, but yeah, I don't know. Just the Saints' defense is kind of an enigma to me this season because I feel like they should be better, um, but they who, aren't. Who is two questions here? Two and one. It's who is Lattimore going to cover, and therefore who is the number one receiver on this Panthers team? Is it DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson? I feel like. Lattimore matches up better against Anderson because Lattimore does a pretty good job against kind of those taller wide receivers, those longer wide receivers, and that's what Anderson is. Um, so, so do you take I, the discount on DJ Moore, 400 bucks off of I, Anderson and play him? I do if Janoris Jenkins isn't playing. Okay. Fair enough. Um, let's see. Well, let, let's jump down to these $5,000 receivers. Uh DJ Chark Jr. has fallen down. He used to be priced up in the 6,000s. He took a big hit, even though he's got 14 targets against Detroit and brought in seven of them, but only for 45 yards. Um, I don't know. He's, I guess, not the deep threat of the team, but I feel like he should be getting more larger chunks of yardage with his the work that he's getting. I mean, averaging six and a half yards of reception you don't see that too often. Normally guys that are, you know, play that role where they're kind of catching the ball in the middle of the field, you're getting a lot, a lot of yak out of them. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with the, with uh, DJ Chark, but. I don't know what's going on with DJ Chark going down to this 5k range. You're, you see maybe one of the most surprising things of this slate. You see Juju Smith Schuster down here at 5,500. Yeah. 
Um, You see Chase Claypool actually priced up higher than him, um, the rookie. And I think that's going to be a potential spot that I like this week. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, obviously Pittsburgh has so many weapons and there's so many different uh, spots that they can hurt defenses on. But you can't – I feel like defenses have to know that you can't just double Juju Smith-Schuster anymore and just let guys like James Washington, Chase Claypool – if they get Deontay Johnson back, like you can't just let those guys tear you up for hundreds of yards. Like, um, like we saw that happen uh, against the Browns. So I feel like defenses are going to maybe kind of switch back to just kind of playing straight up. And if that happens, then I really do like Juju at this 5,500 price. Especially in a game where I think Tennessee has the capability to hang with Pittsburgh. I mean, they Tennessee can put up a lot of the points and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, I feel like, at, like at least once a season, sometimes twice a season, he has a six touchdown game. Yeah. So he, uh, I mean, yeah, if there, this is going to be uh, a high scoring game. I'm going to look up the over under on this right now, but I feel like if this game is, you know, sitting out like a 54 over under, and you're getting still on on the depth chart, you're the number one receiver of the Steelers at this discounted price it is a spot that you're going to want to take advantage of. So sure. I, I agree. I think Smith Schuster is in a good spot. Uh, let's see where this game sits right now. It's at 52 and a half. Uh, Steelers favor by two. But yeah, so I still think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I, I'm going to want the pass catchers for both teams here. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, um, going into this lower range, Ever since Buddy Chris came on the show and threw AJ Green into the shadow realm, um, his price has just gone more and more uh, down. But actually, last week he had uh, eight catches for 96 yards, 17 DK points against uh, Indianapolis, where the uh, the uh, Bengals were able to come out early, get a big lead, but then they eventually blew it. Is that kind of signs of AJ rebirth for it? Back. Yeah, is, no, is, he, is AJ not. Green back? No, he's not against it's, Cleveland. I mean, against Cleveland, like for forty three hundred, sure, why not? He's back a little bit. He he's like he's opening one eye. He's like, oh, you know, maybe we can be productive if I start getting myself open and catching the ball. Against Cleveland, maybe. Against any other team, I would say maybe Dallas, but like against most teams, I would say no. AJ Green is not back. He had he had one good game. We we've seen guys do this plenty of times. Um, I'm sure our favorite, I, I was going to bring this guy up. I'm glad you brought up Buddy Chris because we, you know, you guys love roasting T.Y. Hill and T.Y. Hill had another amazing T.Y. Hill in week with 2.4 fantasy points. Um, Dude, he, now he is just deep into the shadow realm. He, we yeah. have no, just but obliterated him. A week, two weeks, three weeks, T.Y. Hilton, you know it. He's going to catch 10 balls for two touchdowns and 120 yards. And guess what? The rest, you're, you're going to see that average sit around 10, 11. And then guess what? The rest of the season, two catches, three catches, two catches, 20 yards. So I think this might, this may have been AJ Green's kind of like breakout week. And then before he uh, goes and hibernates for 2021. He goes back into retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I just, I just thought I'd bring it up. Uh, anybody that you like in the dirt cheap area? Uh, going off that Houston, um, I kind of like Deshaun Watson against Green Bay line. A guy that you liked last week had a solid game. Uh, not anything to write home about, but Randall Cobb, he dropped even more in price. He's 
beginning to reach that dirt cheap area and he's still getting, you know, a solid amount of targets. Obviously they have Will Fuller there who's going to pull in a lot and they've got Brandon Cooks who is also heavy volume, but uh, Randall Cobb's getting kind of like, a, he's almost like the uh, Watson safety net every week. It's, it goes three, six, four, five, six, four targets. He's getting between that four and six range where if one of those gets in the end zone for 4,300 and you're getting him, you know, he doesn't come in high on ever. If you're getting him at 2% own, he's a guy I have some interest in. If I think, if, I think this uh, Houston Green Bay game is as close as, it, I, as I do think it's going to be right now. But we'll see if my mentality changes. Maybe if I look into it more, I think maybe, maybe Tampa Bay just completely outpay, outplay Green Bay and Green Bay is a much better team than Houston. So we'll see where I land on that. Um, yeah. Chenault, I kind of like. I think he's in a good position here at 4,500. He dropped in price a lot. Chark uh, had a lot of targets last game. Um, I think they've kind of adjusted for that. But he's been... I mean, he's been in like a staple list offense. He's been getting, you know, seven to eight targets a game. So against the Chargers, who don't have an amazing uh, pass defense, I like, I can't, I don't really know anyone on their defense. Is there anyone that, on their, sorry, in their secondary? Um, is there anyone that I'm kind of missing? Did so, Derwin James? You know, by the Chargers defense? Yeah. Derwin James is hurt. Um, let me see. Let me pull it up. But yeah, okay. no, I think... there's yeah, no one that stands out to me. I feel like people should be able to kind of take advantage of their secondary. So I have some interest in Chenault here. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think I think those are all great spots. A guy I like, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk, yep. Ayuk, whatever. Um, I think yeah, he a Ayuk. He's been uh, a big part of this. Yeah, a big part of this offense. Um, for. Uh, the 49ers, but guy that I, I like even more is Andy Isabella. Um, as the game is currently being played right now, um, he's been getting a lot of deep threats or deep shots um, to try to open up this uh, Dallas defense on uh, Monday night. And if he's able to actually connect with one of those um, going up against the Seattle secondary, that's pretty weak. Um, and if Jamal Adams is out, uh, I like Andy Isabella at 3,900. Uh, last guy. If Deontay Johnson is out, I'll go back to James Washington. He dropped in price. Yeah, he shouldn't have, but he did. Yeah, so he, he's a spot that'll go. Deontay Johnson is out. Yeah. But we'll wait and see on that. We'll up, update you guys with injury news on our website and our articles, so stay tuned for that. We'll move over to tight ends. And we got two the, the two big names back, Hiddle and Kelsey. Um, we missed them last week. We had, you know, we were stuck playing Evan Ingram and going heavy on Eric Ebron, so Good to have these guys that are basically a wide receiver one on their team back in. Um, they're, of course, in play. You're going to pay up for them, but they're going to catch a lot of balls and get a lot of the yards, uh, especially against the uh, New England defense that kind of looked vulnerable against Denver. So that's a spot to look at. Yeah, for sure. I, I like um, I like both of those guys this week. They're both, they're both wide receivers. One, as you said, at TJ Hawkinson. Um, you get a 1500 price discount um, from Kittle. He's going up against Atlanta. Um, he's been really involved in their offense over in Detroit. So I like uh, Hawkinson. He had kind of a rough game last week, so for him to bounce back, I like that. But I think uh, as far as the tight ends go, and I think we're just going to jump all the way down to the value section. If Johnny Smith is out, I really do like uh, Ferkser, uh, the guy that uh, – 
optimal kind of called out last week um, to be amazing. I mean, he had a, over a hundred yards, uh, nine, nine targets, uh, eight catches. Yeah. So if he is going to be the starting tight end, he's only at 3000 and the Steelers just lost Devin Bush, their uh, tight end covering uh, inside linebacker. Um, Spillane looked good, but I mean, I don't, that's kind of just a one-off game where the Browns were looking like the, like a brown, like a brown little poop. Um, and so I don't know how good uh, Spillane actually is. So if you have a backup inside lab, linebacker coming in for sure, uh, it's going to see a lot of snaps I like to hit, potentially. Uh, a spot that stands out to me, I don't know if I'm missing something here, but Dalton Schultz dropped almost $1,000 in price, which as of – as of recording this podcast, he's currently the leading receiver uh, for Dallas. With I mean, it's halftime and he has four catches for 35 yards, but that's the leading receiver. He's also got the most targets out of the tight ends and wide receivers on that team. So I don't know if one bad game really turned DraftKings off of him, but you know, looking at his the games before that, he was getting 23 DK points, 9, 17, then he had 2, and DK is like, all right, he's now a pun option. But I think, I think Schultz is – still in play especially yeah, I mean, Washington yeah I mean Dallas hasn't looked great but he's he has been looking solid uh, so far tonight we'll see what the second half looks like but no yeah I definitely don't one, think of my, one of my favorite mindsets uh, theories that is probably a hundred percent not true but I love when uh either backups or rookies or guys with it you know haven't thrown a ball in a while come into the game and I feel like tight ends a position. If I was quarterback, they love the tight end. I, they love the tight end position. Exactly. So it's not just me. For some reason, I always think like backups coming into this game, they they got to go to the tight end and they're hammering that tight end. Um, it looks like that's what's happening right now. You know, uh, not Knox. Um, Schultz is Schultz. their yeah his number one target. So if you know, I'll, I'll take that position all day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you want to move over to defenses? Yep, we'll cover defenses real quick. Um, let's see, Bills against the Jets. They really, they're making yes. the Bills, they can. It's just a I yes. Mean, but they're making, it is a yes, but they're making them, you're paying hefty price for them. Like at 4700 would you rather have, if this was like a showdown lineup and you're getting a bunch of flex plays, are you taking the Bills defense or James Washington? So you're playing, paying more for the Bills defense than you are for, you know, like some some wide receiver threes or wide receiver, even wide receiver twos on some of these teams. That seems crazy to me. But yeah, you're looking. They'll probably shut them out. Yeah, you're looking at Adrian Peterson or Jarvis Landry instead of a uh, defense. Like right, that crazy. seems crazy. Um, but then again, we just saw uh, Miami. Uh, Miami did put up wide receiver two numbers. Wide receiver yeah, one so numbers. it's like it, you see both sides of the coin, and you see that the Bills should be able to. Like, I mean, there was that week that the Colts played the Jets and they had, like, 29 DK points. Like, so, it, man, this, this just seems bad. It's, like, really bad. And it's – it excites me to see Gase fail. Like, I mean, I don't like the Jets because I'm a, a Dolphins fan, but I almost, like, feel bad for Jets fans, which is sad I hate Jets fans. They're the worst. But, man, like, Adam Gase should have been fired a while ago. Come on. Yeah, I feel bad for any team that's dropped in Adam Gase's uh, whatever. Just their coaching. He's terrible. He's a bad coach. He needs to be gone. Um, hey, I just look at 
Look at Tannehill leaving the Dolphins, leaving Adam Gase, just breaking out in Tennessee. Kenyon Drake, as soon as he left Adam Gase's grasp, he had uh, like a four-touchdown game in Arizona. I mean, this year he's been doing man, but last year had a great season last year. I mean, as soon as you get off of Adam Gase, I'm excited to see what Le'Veon Bell's going to do in Kansas City. Uh, once Sam Darnold gets traded away because the Jets don't want a franchise quarterback anymore, he's going to break out. So we'll, we'll see. It's, this Jets team is just exciting. Yeah, no, but I think, like we said earlier, if you're not going to pay up, go to down to the Washington football team. I like them as a uh, yeah. as a defense going up against this Dallas team that could potentially have none of their starting offensive linemen in the game. Um, that defensive line can do what they did against uh, Philly, and then you get them at twenty five hundred, which is a twenty two hundred dollar discount. And if they even come within like ten points of what the Bills do against the Jets. You're in a good spot. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's the spot that you want to attack in the value. Uh, my mid-range play, just looking at it, uh, New England looked really bad. So 49ers at 3,300 kind of entices me. I know Cam Newton can move, um, but I don't know if he can throw anymore. So I, I this New England offense, you know, even with Tom Brady, they're not a high-scoring offense. Now without them, um, they're even less of a scoring offense. So I think the 49ers – both sides of that game, you can get New England at 3,900 or San Francisco at 3,300. I mean, obviously, I'll take the discount, but I think those are two very low-scoring offenses, so both of those defense should do fine. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. I want to say the Saints defense because, like I was talking about earlier, I feel like they should be better than they are playing um, in this Carolina offense. They still don't have Christian McCaffrey. Um, they've shown that against the uh, Bears last week that they aren't necessarily going to be just putting up a ton of points on whoever they're playing. So if they do get your North Stankins back and they are looking like kind of what we expected them to look like, the Saints could be a spot. But, I mean, this kind of like middle area, it's almost like you either pay up or you don't. Um, and yeah, I agree. So that's where I'm at. Well, that'll about wrap things up for our Week 7 first look. As always, follow us at Hands Down DFS on Twitter, and we'll be tweeting out – you know, news throughout the week as well as all of our articles, or you can just go on handsdowndfs.com and find the articles there. We have our picks for each position coming out throughout the week. Normally it goes QB on Tuesday, tight end and defense on Wednesday, running back Thursday, wide receivers Friday. And then we wrap things up on Saturday with our kind of final picks and we go back through it. Um, so ch- check out our content there. Let us know what you think. Uh, leave comments on, you know, on the website or, on Twitter, anywhere you can reach us, and we'd love to respond to you or shout you out in our future articles. We love interaction, so let us know what you think. Um, check out Optimal DFS. Their link is down in the description. As I said, they've they've made some great calls in the past weeks that you know we haven't seen. They've got Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, these guys that somehow they know are going to pop off this week. So they've been a great tool to use, um, and you know you're getting them fraction of our prices you're getting some of these high-end app optimizers and they offer almost the same utility so check them out uh besides that uh scotty anything else uh, that's it guys we're sorry that we haven't been able to get to the final uh deeper look uh podcast we just had craziness going on with our lives um this week we won't be able to see you again but uh hopefully next week we should be able to have a deeper look coming out on a friday or saturday for you guys yeah, on the podcast just- front 
haven't been synced up, both been out of town. Um, so, but yeah, a- after this week, we'll, we'll start getting back uh, going into our deep dive podcast. So stay tuned for that starting week eight and for the rest of the season. Um, thanks for, thanks as always for listening. Please, if you wouldn't mind on wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, let us know what you think. And, you know, we'll change things up if you don't like something or if you like something, keep doing it. So thanks for listening. Uh, We'll catch you guys next time. See ya.